Hello and welcome to Oracle's News Radio. Today is Friday, March 11th, 2022, and we have news for you and inspiration. I am Renee Thomas, your host of Oracle's News Radio. Follow us by clicking the follow button on your screen and share this podcast with your personal network. We are a newscast featuring current events, Oracle and prophetic news, indie music and astrology forecasts. And you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and most other apps that you use for podcasts. Learn more about our company and what we do at anointedgroove.com. We welcome back old and new listeners in the top countries who follow us, United States, Mexico, Germany, Canada, Australia, Belgium, Spain, Netherlands, Egypt, Japan, and the United Kingdom, many more. Thank you all for listening. Before we get started, we want to remind you to monitor your glucose levels, especially if you are a diabetic or are pre-diabetic. Visit the info box of this podcast for details about products that can help. And now to the news. The White House has released a joint statement on U.S.-U.K. consultations on the Indo-Pacific as of March 11th, 2022. On the 7th through the 8th of March, the United Kingdom and United States held high-level consultations on the Indo-Pacific. The U.S. delegation was led by Indo-Pacific coordinator Kurt Campbell, and included representatives from the Department of State, Department of Defense, and National Security Council. The UK delegation was led by Deputy National Security Advisor David Quarry and included representatives from across Her Majesty's government. Officials from both governments resolved to broaden and deepen their alignment and cooperation on the region. They welcomed growing coordination among allies and partners across the Atlantic and the Pacific. In particular, they noted unprecedented commitments from Indo-Pacific countries, including Japan, Australia, the Republic of Korea, New Zealand, and Singapore, to support Ukraine and to impose costs on Russia for its brutal and unprovoked attack. They also noted that these steps come at a time when the U.S., U.K., and European partners are enhancing their engagement with the Indo-Pacific and preparing to meet the challenge of systematic competition with China. U.S. and U.K. officials committed to coordinate implementation of the U.S. Indo-Pacific strategy and the U.K.'s Indo-Pacific tilt as set out in its integrated review. They noted progress made on AUKUS and reaffirmed their commitment at the highest level to ensuring the delivery of conventionally armed nuclear-powered submarines and other advanced capabilities to promote security and stability in the region. They agreed to pursue positive economic engagement in the Indo-Pacific, including through supporting just green transitions as part of the Clean Green Initiative and Build Back Better World agendas to collaborate on critical and emerging technologies to ensure economic security and to oppose economic coercion. 
They reaffirmed the importance of the maintenance of peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. And they also discussed Hong Kong. In the coming months, the U.S. and the U.K. will work together to invest in partnerships with the Pacific Islands to support the centrality of ASEAN, A-S-E-A-N, and to advance concrete cooperation with ASEAN and its member states and to enhance ties with India. To reinforce their commitment and sustain it in the long term, the United States and the United Kingdom agreed to inaugurate a continuing dialogue on the Indo-Pacific. The dialogue will be led in the United States government by the National Security Council and the Department of State and in Her Majesty's government by the National Security Secretariat and the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office. And now for the news in brief from the United Nations. Life-saving vaccine call for all refugees from Ukraine, World Health Organization. Two weeks into the Ukraine crisis caused by the Russian invasion, the UN Health Agency issued a warning on Thursday that all those who fled the country must receive basic vaccine protection. Since the conflict began on the 24th of February, 2.3 million people have fled across Ukraine's borders. Vaccination against diseases such as COVID-19, Measles and polio is especially important for the most vulnerable population groups who are at risk of severe outcomes, said the World Health Organization's Dr. Siddhartha Datta. As far as COVID-19 is concerned, this means older adults and people with underlying health conditions. And for routine vaccines, young children need to be up to date with all scheduled vaccine doses, he explained. Many countries in the European region that are hosting refugees from Ukraine already offer vaccination services to children and adults. Hungary, Poland, the Republic of Moldova, and Romania in particular have seen large numbers of refugees crossing the border from Ukraine, who is already working with these and other countries to strengthen disease surveillance and ensure provision of immunization services in line with the policies of host countries. UN's Bachelet leads COVID-19 vaccine global equity call. Staying with COVID-19, the global failure to deliver enough vaccines to developing countries is prolonging the pandemic and causing tens of thousands of preventable deaths every week, the Human Rights Council heard on Thursday. To date, more than 10.5 billion Vaccine doses have been administered globally, said a U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet. But the grim reality was that only around 13 percent of people in low income countries have been vaccinated, compared with almost 70 percent in wealthier nations. Head of the U.N. Health Agency, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, also insisted that inaction on vaccine inequity was responsible for the deaths of more than 60,000 people a week as countries with high vaccination rates are reopening, while others with low vaccination rates and low testing rates have been left behind. Condemnation and solidarity from who's Tedros over Ukraine hospital attack. To Ukraine, where there's been swift condemnation following Wednesday's bombardment of a maternity hospital in Mariupol, which reportedly claimed many lives, including children. Speaking out against the attack, which comes two weeks since the start of the Russian invasion began, whose Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus expressed solidarity with health workers still trying to save lives there. And I quote, 
In Ukraine, the health system is struggling with COVID-19 and dangerously low oxygen and medical supplies while the war rages around them. I reiterate that attacks on hospitals, medical personnel, and medical transports are forbidden under international humanitarian law. Any such attacks are grave breaches of the Geneva Conventions. End of quote. Two-thirds of households with children have lost income during the pandemic. At least two-thirds of households with children have lost income since the COVID-19 pandemic hit two years ago. That's one of the findings of a new report from the UN Children's Agency, UNICEF, and World Bank. It presents findings from 35 countries and notes that households with three or more children were most likely to have struggled to make ends meet, with more than three quarters seeing a reduction in earnings. Families cannot afford food or essential health care services. They cannot afford housing, said the report, which described how the poorest households are being pushed even deeper in poverty. The number of children living in poverty and without access to education, health, housing, nutrition, sanitation, or water soared to approximately $1.2 billion in 2020. An estimated additional 100 million children were projected to have fallen into multidimensional poverty in 2021, UNICEF said, in a call for the rapid expansion of social welfare assistance, including cash transfers and child benefits for all. This marks the end of our UN News Brief. And now for a moment of inspiration. There are times when life circumstances cause you to close off your emotions from the rest of the world. Be careful not to give up hope or to allow your minds to become blinded with the temporary atrocities of this world. No matter what your situation appears to be, know that the chains and shackles of despair are already broken and your miracle is soon to be revealed. In fact, just as you were known before you came into this earth, your better exists in the now. I'll repeat that. Your better exists in the now. Walk into it. And when you walk into it, reach back and pull someone else out of the misery of their despair so that they can experience their breakthrough as well. We want to thank you listeners for liking and following us on whichever podcast platform you're listening from. Remember to share our podcast with your network because we aim to add value to your lives by keeping you informed. Until next time.